0: Chapter 5 The Leafling's Riddle Waking to the warm rays of sunlight that poured down from the golden orb above, the companions quickly packed up and each mounted his or her horse and set out briskly. Each felt a renewed strength and hope with the knowledge that the guardians of the Moral were now complete, and had even increased in number. They now seemed ever more unstoppable as they rode in perfect unison like a moving wall whose progression could not be hindered. Ahead of them could be seen a line of darkness on the horizon, and there was no doubt that it was the borders of the slumbering wood, the place where the shadow riders had been kept some time before. As they continued to the ride, the companions could not help but feel a little nervous, for they knew not what would happen once they reached its borders. Surely they could not enter it, and surely it would take too long to travel around it. They could only hope that Old Moria to provide a way. Suddenly I grow fearful.
1: Of what? I fear that time is not with us. That the Shadow Riders have already claimed the sword, and now we'll
0: only be hindered longer if the sorcery of Kellet Warren takes us. We must not be fearing, Ranger. There be a purpose for us yet. I do not think we would have come through so many trials victoriously if there weren't a purpose.
1: Dorn is right. We must have a greater purpose in this tale.
0: Indeed, my trust is in the Light One. For only
1: through him can we deal this blow to the Dark Lord. All of this has been a test, I believe. He is testing our will, our strength, and our beliefs we must endure these trials. We must prove to the Light One that we are willing to sacrifice anything for the safety of our world. Let us make this promise in the name of Hadmoria and the heavens that even if the riders of Borog Midroth have retrieved the Black Sword and have taken it to the Dark Lord, we will go to the Dark Lord and do everything we can to stop it. Then let the promise
0: be made and let the prayer be made that I live to fulfill that promise. And so they rode on, silent the rest of the way, each thinking of the promise, except for one. The timber ranger's mind dwelled on the vision he had witnessed the previous night in his sleep, dwelled on the voice that had warmed him, dwelled on the thought that perhaps his end was near. He didn't know why the black lion was hunting him, but he did know that none who stood up to it lived. He could only pray that Hod Moria's will was for him to live. He could only pray. The companions rode for nearly four hours, and by that time they were within clear view of the great forest before them, stretching out to either side for miles. The sight was a great blow to the companions for this meant it would take a considerable amount of time to get around. It was a great blow to all of them, except for Ludwood, who would every now and then give a soft chuckle. When he was questioned about the reason, silence was his only reply. I think our tree friend is losing his leaves if you've been taking my meaning. I'm not sure I can take much more of that laughing. It'd be crazy enough riding in the presence of a tree, but to ride in the presence of a crazy one, now that's something to be afeard of. <laughs> fear <laughs> not, my dwarven companions. I have not gone crazy. Then will you not be ridin' us of this
1: mystery hanging over us? Just give up, Dorn. We've gotten used to his it, Riddles. It's time you should, too. What is that blinding light? I can't see nothing. Well, elves, what do your eyes see? That is a figure. A man, I would guess. Yes. A man in a cloak. Clutching a staff.
0: The light is fading. Welcome, companions. Guardians. Friends. I should have been known. Grimbel! Yes, I make my appearance. I am, as the good dwarf pointed out, Grimble, a wizard lord of the Guildar.
1: The Gwildar? The order of the eldest and most powerful wizards? The same. Incredible.
0: Well, I must say, Master Wizard, that your entrance was the greatest so far. Very good. I hoped you would enjoy
1: it. Well, shall we introduce ourselves?
0: Yes. Master Dawn has told me much about all of you. It will be nice to, at last, put names to faces.
1: Well then, I am, well, simply Erelor Ildane. Ah. I'm sure my fellow companions have grown tired of hearing my full title. (laughs) I am Erelin Shaboliv.
0: Mm. I am Elabror. I am Illuvian. Very good. It is a pleasure to finally meet all of you.
1: As it is a great pleasure for us to meet you, Master Wizard.
0: Please, Grimble. Ah,
1: yes, Grimble. But, Bloodmood, you gave no introduction?
0: Nor does he need to. (laughs) Of
1: course, I should have guessed. Old friends, right?
0: Indeed. Grimble, like Saladin, fought alongside me during the First War of Aether. Yes. And what a war that was... (laughs) Part of me wishes to be back to then, when there was a sense of invincibility. Indeed. But someday, that sense will be rekindled. Well, <clears throat> until that day, we should continue with this journey.
1: But my only question now is, how do we get beyond this cursed forest?
0: And herein lies the source of my love For your worries and fears have been of
1: and why is that?
0: Do you remember what I said to you back in London, the day of our first meeting? Into the Warren woods that have to their own fate. Not even the evil riders of Dora Midgoth can escape the spells and sorcery of the slumbering world. How long might they be resting? The trees tell me they have only just begun to rest, and so they shall stay for another twin song. And we shall be passing them by far if we ride swiftly, for that leaves us two days to catch up, and that will be more than enough. You may. May? Yes. For the length of the colored is great, and it may take you some time to navigate around it. Once again, I use the word May. for there is a quicker way. way which only true. one soul. Then, then Grimbel is, Grimbel is the one soul you spoke of. My dear ludmund torturing your companions that way. Leaflings are such a riddlesome race. <laughs>
1: yes, he does it often.
0: Well, you know now the last of my riddles and mysteries. Great. And let us hope it be for good. I sincerely doubt that, Master Dawn. Well then, will you take me as your guide? Of course.
1: Yes. 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 Certainly. Very good. Shall we dismount and leave our horses behind?
0: Dismount, yes. But there is no need to leave them behind. They will come. Good. I would hate to lose another horse. Ah that reminds me. I have been to Aelith Wood. Your horses, Darumil and Haradwil, are safe. hmm. As are your ponies, Remy and Sham, Master Dawn. They better be. If those trees lay a single twig on them. They are safe, Dawn. The dryads who dwell in that forest are taking care of them. Dryads! Now let us be off! companions dismounted as they were told and took the reins of the horses and followed the wizard up to the border of the forest. Here they stopped. The wizard raised his staff suddenly and then struck the ground with it. There was a tremendous rumbling as if they were in the midst of an earthquake. And suddenly the ground where the staff had struck began to crack and rip when abruptly a large stone slab opened out roots and moss ripping from the ground as the stone pulled away and swung to the right just like a door of rock. Low. It was a dark pit. A ghastly stench suddenly arose from the new opening, causing chills to run up the companion's spines. They each had a bad feeling about this. Hmm. Bah. What is a terrible stink? Most likely the stench of rotting flesh. Rotting flesh? Indeed. Well, this is the graveyard of those who never woke from the cursed sleep of the slumbering wood. Graveyard? When one's soul and willpower is too weak to fight off the sorcery of the slumbering wood, their bodies are swallowed up by the ground and sink into this underground cave. Now, let us not delay any further. Oh, and watch out for the tree roots above. The trees do not like to be woken from their sleep. They become a tad cranky. (laughs) Like a dwarf. Uh Only fifty times worse. Well, let us go. And so they descended.